Hello, Scoopsters. Hello, fools and ghouls. So sorry once again <laughs> to Michael Vito Valentino. We couldn't have him on today. But Ben, we have someone even better. Why don't you introduce Who's him? Who's that? My clone here. We are proudly happy to have David Kessler, my brother. Uh, not as much a Scooby aficionado, but David, I know how you've been doing, but how are you? And can you tell me, what do you remember, whether it was me watching last Scooby-Doo when we were younger, or you watching Scooby-Doo? Do you have any favorites? What do you remember? Tell the world. All right. So, I'm doing pretty good, Ben. Thank you for having me. Um, the thing I remember the most is mother, our mother, just <laughs> saying that you watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. Whenever we brought up Scooby-Doo, that's all she said. Yeah, she said the uh, other day uh cyber chase is the one i remember the most which is by far the best and all the others kind of faded into obscurity i remember like you know original episodes but besides that kind of thing i don't know solid and today we're talking about aloha scooby-doo which i remembered a lot as a kid kaylee what did you remember and then Watching it now, as we've been doing, can you give the one-sentence summary of this movie if no one has ever seen it? Sure. Um, I mean, first, I did remember, I also remembered this one a lot, because I think my brothers and I had it on DVD, so we would watch it a lot. Um, one-sentence summary. The Mystery Inc. gang goes to Hawaii, where a mysterious ghoul is kidnapping women that's it it's a long sentence yeah i mean <laughs> it's true and something we start every episode that i just want to get right into because i talked to you a bit about this before and something that intrigued me about this this movie comes out in 2005 so it's after the era of the late 90s cyber chase style movies it's yeah. a you know the what's new scooby-doo animation but we've been looking at each episode to see if Scooby-Doo knows he's a dog. And in this one, there are, there are a few times where people say, there's one where the uh, mayor, Molly, says, oh, I got to get a picture with the dog, uh, good for voting. And Scooby doesn't look around and go, dog, where? No, he's just like, I'm a dog, cool. There are a few other moments similar to that where Scooby is called a dog. There's one towards the end, and he doesn't really say anything. So I think I'm going to ask, right off the bat about this movie does that make it clear do you think david does scooby-doo know that he's a dog in this movie so the thing that kind of speaks to me the most is that he i think he does clearly and he is able to utilize his tools as a dog that doesn't necessarily mean he knows he's a dog but i think i can write a thesis about that for example i'm thinking at the end when they're surfing he uses his tail as like a propeller and in the in the limbo challenge he digs into the earth i mean he's you know he doesn't see fred doing that he's got to think you know i'm not like these other people around me do you think that makes so that you're saying that that him doing this inhuman stuff makes him realize okay i, I can't be a person so yeah. i guess i gotta be a dog yeah it's a, he definitely doesn't think he's a human he either thinks he's a dog or he's just like 
not intelligent enough to think about the question. <laughs> presence, like uh, presence of being. Yeah, when they see in the mirror. If we yeah. put a mirror up against Scooby-Doo, would he know it's his reflection? That's a good question. We haven't talked about that. It is probably an instance of that. We'll see. But it's gotta be. Kaylee, this feels fairly cut and dry, which is why I wanted to start with it. But do you have anything off the bat that you think might let us know? Does Scooby-Doo just know he's a dog in this era of Scooby-Doo and specifically in Hawaii? I think in this movie specifically, he does know he's a dog because like you said, Ben, there's a lot of moments where people refer to him as a dog and he is not confused. He, it seems like he understands it. Like the one that I remember the most is towards the end when they're like in the volcano and they're talking about like, they could even sacrifice a dog. And then Scooby like gulps, like he knows that they're talking about him. That's big evidence. (laughs) I think, I think he knows he's a dog in this movie. Yeah, and I think, I, I just think, I don't know what it is about the early 2000s going on later. I think they just kind of ditched this idea of the playfulness of playing around with Scooby knowing he's a dog. But look at this, a segue for myself. They didn't ditch the uh, references to each other. We have what I thought was the mystery machine, which then it's you not. said is not. We and we, rewind. we rewinded it. And Fred says that it's a rental car that he just had painted like the mystery machine that Pretty they drive cool. around. Same color, looks like it. There's a moment where they make fun of Fred because his middle name is Herman. There's a lot of these Crazy. things that they make that? fun of. I didn't know that where they make fun of each other and of this idea of Scooby-Doo. They, they even explain why they're in Hawaii. They do this great call to action moment at the start where they hear about this trouble going on in the town. And instead of running away, as most people would do, they kind of make a joke about it where Scooby and Shaggy are like, why would we go there? And they give a reason for food. And the whole rest of the gang is like, we have to solve the mystery. David, do you, did you enjoy the self-referential nature of the movie? Like, did Because we laughed when they said Fred Herman Jones, but... Did you like that? Do you think it makes it makes it better, or do you think it takes you out of the movie? No, definitely better. It's world building, it's <laughs> storytelling through dialogue. You know, just like the little bit where they said at the end, at the beginning, you know, like we're in Hawaii, we just finished a mystery. It kind of plops them, it plops them into it. it. You know, it's just it's less confusing for the audience. I think it's done very well. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. And Kaylee, same thing to you. We've seen a lot of these self-referential bits. Do you like them? Are they getting old? And do you think hearing Fred Herman Jones was kind of an awakening? <laughs> um, hearing Fred Herman Jones was um, hilarious. I also laughed at that part. Um, and then I like I paused it because I was trying to remember if they had ever said in any other thing what Fred's middle name was to like see if that was like they were taking something back that they had made that joke before or something, but I couldn't remember any time they'd said that. So I thought it was funny. And um, I think the self-referential stuff uh, for scoopsters like us, it makes it more enjoyable because like we see how they're like adding new stuff and like playing off of stuff they've done before. And I think it makes it more entertaining. Something about this movie that we actually talked about in this will come out before. So a later episode with Bradley Clark, and tease, tease, was how a lot of time we're doing this mystery. And I know, David, throughout the movie, you every, it became a running joke. Every time a supporting character popped on screen, you would go, they're the villain. It's, it's them. But in this movie, the Tiki comes out. He looks like he's nine feet tall. And he immediately, the first thing he does is he goes surfing on these huge waves after uh, this. 
this before Manu is captured. And then after Manu is captured, voiced by Mario Lopez, uh, <laughs> he goes surfing again. And he is introduced as this surfing champion. So it, mm. I think it was fairly obvious from the very beginning all the way to the very end that, entirely. that Manu was the villain, which kind of, it, it made it less enjoyable for me based on my memory. Why at the start okay. were you yelling at that each character was the villain? Okay. And why did you think it was not as obvious? First off, everybody's surfers. So it was, it, you know, obviously he was a very good surfer, the Tiki and Manu, but it wasn't very obvious. And the movie did a lot of these like, I didn't know Scooby did this. I thought it was just obvious who the villain is just, you know, based on one clue, but they, they left like a lot of clues throughout that they didn't solve until the end. Like the, what was it? Like Manu leading them through the jungle the wrong way and the surfing sticker on the board and other ones that I forget. And there were a lot of them. And for me, if it took me like 75% through the movie to be like, it's definitely him, then it must have taken like a five-year-old. They would have been like, oh, it's the main character kind of. like. <sighs> Kaylee, did you find it obvious that Manu was the villain very early on? Did you remember that? And I, it kind of crushed me a bit because I, I remembered it, but then I was like, oh, well, that is... Literally, he surfs, and Daphne goes, I think I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. was like, we're 20 minutes into the movie. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I I did remember that it was him, so I don't really know. I can't say <laughs> if it was obvious or not, because I just knew the whole time, because I remembered that it was him. But I do think it was fairly obvious. I, I, okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to. <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> Don't want to be rude here, but you know, they, they have a lot of supporting characters in this. So that I enjoyed Tom Kenny plays a real estate agent trying to sell people uh, along with the mayor, trying to sell them condos in a new complex. There's um, Adam yeah. West plays this guy named Jared Moon. Who's like a hippie. Who's clearly on drugs who I works for weird Al. <laughs> we thought it was weird Al who works for Goha Aloha, who is sponsoring the mystery. Inc. So there are a lot of different characters. We have little Jim who's Manu psychic. Who's a big guy. He's not little. It could have been Snooki who was kidnapped. You could think it was her. She was part of it. But there are, I liked that there were definitely more characters who it could have been. There was just not enough motive. And mm. skipping to the end a bit, going off what a five-year-old would think watching this. I was five when this came out in 2005. It ends with the reasoning for doing this. I thought it was because they hated the people, the white people coming in. No, they wanted everyone to leave so it would lower the real estate price so that they could buy up all of these short, short properties and rent them and make a killing off of them or sell them. As you said, when we watched it, this is extremely confusing <laughs> to a five-year-old, uh, anywhere up to, I don't know, 10, 12, like just explaining the concept. No, 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 we're, lo <laughs> we're lowering the stock price of the company to make this. So we're lowering uh, the, sea the, the seashore property price to make this go up so that way we can buy it for cheap like it's easy to explain i think to a point but if you're a kid watching it i think you're just like oh bad guy do you think that again did it make it more enjoyable for you watching it that there was a real reason for them because i i didn't feel bad for them they were committing crimes but you know i can see the reasoning there unclear motive <laughs> not they were the only thing referencing money 
was the one scene with I forget his name, but like the guy and the woman. The guy played Great by names. Yeah, the mayor. And they were talking about you know how they're losing money or whatever, and they need people to stay. But like besides that, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and they were only losing money because of the Wiki Tiki, who is Manu. Yeah. So it's not like there was any, mm, it's not like property true. was going skyrocketing there beforehand. We don't know. We don't have that context. Maybe, maybe the property was already going down and pe- the white people were really only there to go to the surfing competition. So I was a little confused as to why there wasn't like this whole influx of outsiders. They, they said there was, but we didn't really see it coming in to buy property. Maybe just the threat of having these people selling the property and really pushing for it. Kaylee, do you think this works if you're a kid watching it? And if so, why? If not, would you rather see something else for a motive for the for the villains of a Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah, I would uh, much rather see something else for a motive. I don't think this is a great thing. Like, it doesn't make sense to kids. Also, it's just a really random, like, crime for them to be solving. Like, it can't just be, like, a murder or a theft. It has to be, like, real estate fraud and like (laughs) insider trading like that's so it's so random and I don't get it's just boring I don't get why they chose that to be the motive but whatever I did love Lil Jim's reaction though every time something would happen he just like (laughs) what no no how dare you what (laughs) and I also want to point out with the wiki tiki something that we talked about beforehand we caught an animation error but before we get into that the proportions I was pointing out, you know, Scooby-Doo's on four legs. When he stands up, it looks like he's eight feet tall because I'm estimating Shaggy six foot three, six foot to six foot five. Yeah. And the Wiki Tiki must be nine feet tall, if this is correct. Not only is Manu surfing as the Wiki Tiki, he has robots, which we'll get into, but he's a really bad surfer. He falls both, both surfing action scenes he just completely falls off. Maybe it's because he's in a nine foot tall Disney-like character costume. But I was not very impressed by his villain skills going into the proportions. You argued with me that Scooby is not that tall. What it, when you're watching an animated movie as uh, an adult, basically, does it bother you when something like that pops up? Like the animation error we saw, and if you can explain what that was. Yeah. So the animation error, just for a few frames... For one of the scenes, it was just like some text in the top right, which was red, which was clearly like a, uh, what's it called? Like an animation note for like another person. I don't know if it was that. It was, some, it was, some, it was it something was, It was weird. a word. Something off. And the fact that he like falls over. Okay, first off, they never explained how he can breathe fire. <laughs> they didn't, no. It was just a costume and he was breathing fire. Um, I don't know, because I feel like it takes me out. Because I said this before, before he breathed fire, he's just like a big guy. Like there's nothing threatening about him. He falls over. He falls in the lava almost once. Yeah, his robots are more threatening. True. I mean, he's got to work on something. Kaylee, is this the least threatening villain we've seen? We've Whoa. watched. Wow. We've watched a bunch of ones where. There's a real monster. This is a man in a tiki costume who can't stand upright on the surfboard. Is this the least threatening villain? His robots, I think, they're... He, what did the Wiki Tiki do the entire time? Nothing. The robots did all the kidnapping and everything. 
and they caused damage. And he kind of just sat there and made the volcano look like it was going to erupt. Yeah, I think this is probably the least threatening villain we've seen. He literally just makes a big cloud of steam and falls off his surfboard. And then also somehow breathes fire. But um, yeah, he doesn't really do anything. It's that scary. It's the little robot tiki's that try to do most of the work. It's really not him. He's just a big guy. Going to the robots. Uh, yeah, Kaylee, you can start 3D animated <laughs> so robots bad. where they, they all of a sudden cut and it's like a zoom so in. Bad. And it is very much, it kind of looks like Spy Kids 3, if you know <laughs> what I'm talking the about. Fingers. The fingers? Yeah, kind of. Yes. Where it just like totally clashed the 2D animation style of the rest of the movie. But the robots too, they're literally little men with three fingers. Mm. And we'll get into fingers because Scooby apparently has 20 toes, but they have have just three fingers and little tiki masks and they're just robots who, they also have biceps. It's insane to me. What did you find either intriguing or what turned you off about the robots? Um, (laughs) What turned me off about the robots? I was definitely not turned on by the robots. (laughs) I was. Um. I don't know. They just, honestly, they reminded me of Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> they were annoying. They're just like little short, little annoying things that just like go around and make a bunch of noise. It reminded me of Scrappy-Doo and I didn't like them. They danced at the end. They did dance and they, they kidnapped did. women. They did a good job. I guess it was a fake kidnap now that I think about it. Snooki did a good job of acting like it was a real so kidnap. Why were they kidnapping Daphne? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they tried to kidnap Daphne. But do you have a, a hot take on the robots? Did you, because we saw them and immediately we're like, whoa, 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 what? What is happening right with this? Do you think that animation just clashed too much with the rest of the movie? Yeah, it's that thing, you know, early animation, trying to make everything technologically, you know, advanced and CGI. Yeah, yeah. not the bet. I mean, it's even worse because there was one scene where it was all like, like the normal 2D Tiki's and then it cuts and they're the same ones, but 3D. Yeah, when they're chasing them. Yeah, yeah, and it's just so, and at the beginning too, there were 3D like uh, dolphins in the intro or something. Remember? Mm-hmm. When yeah. like it's the bird flying or whatever. We're going, yeah, we're going to have order, but we can go to the yeah. start because we didn't start the start where we kind of just see the mystery gang vacationing. And there's a common theme throughout the movie that they're just kind of, you know, they're on vacation. Two things I noticed about this, one, Fred at the start, they hang glide with Scooby, Shaggy, and Fred. Fred did not read the instructions. They're doing it on their own. There is no guide off cliff that looks at least 50 feet up, if not more. And then throughout the rest of the movie, Fred is constantly hang gliding. And the wind, he can apparently mm. just control the wind. It, it messed me up a little. And the other thing I wanted to point out was Daphne throughout this movie oh. uh, knows almost everything. Velma was the dumb one. I would say. And you even pointed out that this is the worst thing about the movie. Velma is supposed to be the smart one. And in this one, she just copies a point someone else says. And Daphne's the one who points everything out. Daphne almost falls from the bridge that the little rickety bridge when they're crossing paths. And she does a smart thing. She drops her purse, which I don't know, could have had her social security ID, could have had her wallet, that all of her credit cards could be gone. But she took dental floss and flung herself up and i think daphne's the real hero of this movie kaylee is someone who loves velma can you just tell me 
did you notice this too? And was it, did it strike out to you as much or are we overthinking watching it? And like, was it just dip, like it just felt different. What do you think about the characterization of them was different? Yeah, it definitely stood out to me too. I noticed it, that Velma just really doesn't do any, have an original thought until the end of the movie when she's the only one who figures out that it was Manu, which mm-hmm. is also weird. <laughs> it's like, like everybody else's guesses for who it's going to be. Just, it doesn't make sense. And then Velma's like, actually, he's a good <laughs> surfer. So obviously it's Manu. And that's literally the only time in the entire movie that Velma has an intelligent thought. And then the rest of the Daphne is killing it in this movie, which I love to see. Even though I love Velma, I'll let I'll let Daphne have a moment. She can have this one. David, you said that this was the most annoying part of the movie to you. Yeah. As someone who doesn't watch or did not watch as much Scooby Doo, you're aware of what these characters are supposed to represent. Of course. By going against the type, is that why it annoyed you? I want to hear. It. So, first question: <laughs> Did you watch any movies in this like two thousand five? Yeah, yes. Were they like the same thing? Because I'm wondering if they are purposely trying to take Daphne out of like not, you know, that stereotypical. Eh, not really. So that's weird. Yeah. Because, okay. Daphne did everything regarding the mystery. She found the hair blowing her hair. She at the beginning discovered that Manu, uh, you know, was familiar because the surfer. Wait, I'll give a, just before her hair was blowing she, they had no compass, and Velma said, where's the compass, for those who have not watched the movie? Yeah. And they're lost in the forest, and Daphne stands up and watches as the, her hair blows in a direction. And she goes, the wind on this island blows north. That means this way is north. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck? But I guess it works if you know which way the wind blows on an mm-hmm. island. Sure, that did not seem practical. But yeah, she, she, found- she found the secret to the volcano. Yes, under the waterfall. She... No. In the Wait, waterfall. Yeah, in it, yeah. Um, Probably more. I think you said one more. Um, crazy. And Fred, Shaggy, Scooby did almost nothing. And even worse is Velma, who does something. And all she does is a character says something and she repeats the plot the whole movie. That's all she does. Yeah, she kind of keeps them just on track. So if you miss someone saying a point, she goes up. Ah that point again yes. <laughs> you go oh interesting but there were i think a lot of small moments that helped me get past this because if we as we've been watching so many little things can start to annoy you i know some people watch movies and they nitpick certain things i don't really nitpick overall even though that's all we do on here but one thing that really annoyed me really bad was that they're surfing and shaggy says i'm gonna hang 10 mm. and then scooby puts all his toes on the board and Shaggy goes, like, you're hanging 20. And then we look, and Scooby has 20 toes. <laughs> no. You can replay it. No, he had 16. No, you It didn't wrong. count upright. Boo. Okay. He said you're hanging 20. Yeah, but he didn't have... To, this is what confused me. So I didn't know this, but all of like, oh, the human them. characters have five fingers, which I didn't know. Yeah. Because that's not usually the case in cartoons. Scooby has four fingers, I'm pretty sure. So then when he's hanging 20, it's 4, 8, 12, 16. That's 16. Yeah, it made no sense. Yeah. Whatever way you look at it. it horrible joke. Ruin the movie. 
did this bother you as much or it was really funny to me in the moment because it was so again random so just like oh they're surfing surfing term but it will love it just i it makes me look at scooby-doo in a very different light yeah same it just i did i guess i didn't really notice it until you brought it up i didn't even think about it when i watched it but now yeah it does not make sense i don't understand where that came from or why they thought that was funny enough to put in the movie one of the other things that a lot of logical things in the movie added up at the end and a lot of little things like we talk about, oh, how'd they get to them, this mystery? How'd they do this? I think Scooby-Doo does a really good job of at the beginning inserting like they're in Hawaii. It was an all expense paid trip. Here's where the mystery starts. Here's, you know, it, it all makes sense logically. But then there are things that just you think about it a bit more and it doesn't make sense. One for me was the surfing contest, which apparently is an annual event, mm-hmm. which a Hawaiian is... I guess, destined to win because of blood. And if not, the spirits will hate and curse the island. Logically to me, that sounded a bit odd. And then anyone who's not Hawaiian born and bred, I guess, who was trying to just enter a surfing. No, I wrote down in my notes, no surfing contest has mattered this much since the movie surfs up because apparently this surfing contest decides the fate of the entire island. And if the spirits will like them or not. Do you think there's a reason, David, that a serving contest should matter so much? And do you think it works for the movie that it does? Or is it just like this plot device that I'm just thinking about too much? That's a great question. (laughs) Definitely a plot device to set up the movie. Yeah. I would have liked it more if instead of the motive of money, it was the motive of maybe he's like a worse surfer. So now he wants to scare everybody so he can Oh, I like that. And... I, I mean, you know, surfing in Hawaii, duh, you know, like, I think it works. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot what I was going to say, but I think it works. It's, uh, I wish they did more with it, but yeah. And yeah. the ending too, when they brought it up, spoiler alert, won't get into now. But, Scooby wins it. Uh, yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Kaylee, does this surfing contest, did you like it? I, I agree that there should be more of it. I like the twist that you're pitching where instead of doing it for money and profit, they do it for, so he wins again. So he can win because he's a worse surfer than he was the last year. So he's scaring people off. That's smart. Hire I like me. that. Hire yeah. me, Warner Brothers. You should be writing the Scooby-Doo movies. But Kaylee, kind of same question to you. Does the surfing contest, I mean, does it matter in the long run here at all? Um. Not really. It's kind of just a plot device to add in uh, to be like, ooh, look, Hawaii, they're surfing. <laughs> so cool, guys, right? Because it's called Aloha Scooby-Doo, and this is what they do. Um, it doesn't really affect, like, it's literally just like an extra added-on thing. It doesn't really affect the mystery part of the movie. And I wish it would. I think David's idea was actually really smart. Yeah, I, I really like that. We're going to clip that out for social media. But the uh yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna clip them all out towards him but that you just gave me a great segue the movie's called aloha scooby-doo it takes place in hawaii we watched a movie called scooby-doo and the legend of the vampire which takes place in australia and the question we asked during that was you know this is the movies about tourism this one in a way we have been to hawaii before i don't know if you have kaylee but would this movie i think we'll start with kaylee does this movie make you want to visit Hawaii obviously 
they show parts of the culture, but that feel fake. The it feels very uh, just not. It feels like they consulted people and then said, "Eh, we'll put a curse in there," which I'm fine with because it's a kids movie. But it it doesn't represent Hawaii in the best. It it, it represents it in a nice light because it looks very nice there. But it doesn't represent the people in the best way because at the end of the day the Hawaiians are the villains mm. who are, I guess, in some way honorable because they're trying to get their land back, but in other ways, they're committing a crime. So would this movie, in a long way of me saying that, would this movie make you want to go to Hawaii? Did you, If you already wanted to go, does it help? Does it hurt? Yeah, um, I mean, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I think watching this movie, not because of anything specific that happens in the movie, but just because it reminded me that Hawaii is a place, I was like, huh, yeah. I'd like to go there someday. It's like, oh, I remember. Hawaii seemed pretty cool. Wish I could go there. But uh, nothing like specifically about the movie. I was like, now that I need to go to Hawaii to see. I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember Hawaii. That's a cool state. Same thing to you, David. Does this movie, did it kick anything in you? It, the music was very reminiscent of Lilo and Stitch, and I liked that a lot. But did the movie kick anything into you to go, oh, I remember when we went to Hawaii and I would like to go back. I'm glad you asked. It is tangent time. All right. <laughs> so probably going to talk about this later. But this movie does not look good like you said. This is like... You didn't it, like the way it looked? No, Hawaii? it looked really good. Oh. This atmosphere of this movie is like by far the best part of the movie. Like by far, easily. Yeah, if it. this movie took place in like wyoming this would be the worst scooby movie ever but this is like so good because it's hawaii and it's not just how it like you know it's not just like flowers trees it's like they enter the volcano cave and like the background like the dark atmosphere the lighting is like really good and the beginning the bird soaring through the credits was it a bird yeah it was a dolphin and birds yeah, yeah soaring like through the canyons and stuff was so good and the music and especially the sound effects like whenever a character got spooked or like they started talking it was like duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and it was so good and the it's just the theme of hawaii i think they did a great job yeah i think that's why i liked it so much as a kid because kaylee you said the you had the dvd i remember the dvd was like one of those flip open ones mm -hmm. and the box art every time i would see it i'd just be like that looks dope as shit like the, it just looked, the logo's really clean. You'll see, I have the thumbnail mocked up. It looks really nice. And it just, I, I don't know. I just like the Tiki aesthetic and I like the way that looks. And I think it looks, looks exotic, you know, it looks nice. Mm -hmm. And it just, I, I think it just looks really smooth and clean. And did, did it make me, I think similar to you, Kaylee, it's not, it didn't showcase anything specific about Hawaii, mm. but it definitely made me go, oh, I really like, you know, the type of, you know, sounds and things that i'm hearing and it makes you associate that with hawaii even if that's not what hawaii is like one other thing about the plot of the movie and the characterization before we get into another important question about dating is fred is really dumb in this movie and we mentioned really? it a few we mentioned it a few times watching it yeah you know fred holds up at one point the begone sign and he says what's begone <laughs> begone yeah yeah and he does a lot of similar, just little dumb things like with the car, with them making fun of him. And then all of a sudden he can control the wind too. But it's another one of those characterization things that we have said, 
I think uh, Mark Heron brought up first that Fred is a himbo, which is the male version of a bimbo, which is, you can Google it. But this movie did nothing to help Fred's intelligence or his trap setting. And I don't know. It, it just, the, the chasing, and it didn't help. Like, even Velma at the end, even if she says dumb stuff towards the end, she knows who it is. Like Kaylee said, yeah. she's the one who does the unmasking and she's like it's manu but fred has no redeeming moment in terms of his knowledge in this kaylee just to go back to the characterization to finish it off did this it felt like every character was a bit out of their comfort zone did you like seeing that especially with fred um yeah and i'll go back to what we talked about before how it was daphne kind of being the one to like take charge and figure out all the stuff i liked that um so it can get really, really repetitive if it's literally Daphne's always the bimbo, Fred's always the himbo, <laughs> Velma's the smart one. So I like that Velma and Daphne kind of switch. Fred didn't really change. It's just like he just got even dumber than he is usually. Um, and then Scooby and Shaggy, I feel like, were pretty typical of themselves, which they're the two that people watch for. So it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Now to go into a staple question we have on here, which I'll give you time to think about. I'll have me and Kaylee answer first, and then we'll get to you, David. A question we ask every time is, is this a good date movie? If someone picked out this movie on a first date, would, would you go on a second date? If you, would you pick this movie out on a first date with someone? And I'll start, I think it's a fantastic date movie. Not only because I think the villain's obvious and because there's Tom Kenny, there's Mario Lopez. These are big names. Everyone knows SpongeBob you can point this out and be like, holy shit, that's him. You know, you can even pretend and Google it and say, oh my God, it is something like that. It's also a short runtime. It's about an hour 12. Uh, it, it didn't blow by in terms of feeling super fast, but it didn't feel like it took forever. It felt like exactly basically an hour, which is what it was to me. And it has bits of uh, nice weird moments that you can make fun of like Fred Herman Jones. It's got a moment about uh, history with the colonizers coming there that, you know, if you want to, I, I could see you segueing into a date into different talks. I think it's a, it's a nice background movie that you can jump in and out of. So I think it just works as a movie to watch with other people. We were laughing a lot during it because you can make a lot of jokes during the movie. And I, for that, I'm going to say it's a fantastic date movie. Kaylee, do you agree? Is this a good date movie? I'm going to agree with you that this is a good date movie. Um, I think visually, like, the colors and everything, like, David, you talked about, like, the atmosphere of the movie is just really, really good. It's really nice to watch. So I think, and I, I do think it's a good background movie. You don't have to be completely engaged in it to understand what's happening. There's a lot of things to make fun of and joke about. And for those reasons, I think it's a great date movie. Yeah. David, do you agree? Is this a good day movie? You can say it's a bad day movie. You can say it's a, you can say you can qualify your answer. Sometimes I've said that it's a fine date movie, but I would pick something else. Do you, if someone picked this out on a date, would you be like, that was a great movie. Let's go on a second date. So this is a great date movie. First off, if you say you want a cartoon early 2000 Hawaiian animated movie they're gonna pick lilo instead so <laughs> you got very niche <laughs> i don't know why you'd be end up watching this but 
for what it is, I think it's great. Mostly because again, it's atmosphere, it's aesthetically pleasing, it's memorable. One thing I forgot to mention, they all have different costumes and clothes. Fred's got the flowers, Shaggy's got the straw hat. You see little Jimmy, he just melts your heart right away. <laughs> Big dude. Yeah. And yeah, same reasons. I think it's pretty good. Great. And I think this is a perfect time to get into our last question here. Ooh. Which is, we're going to rank this movie out of 10. 10 being the best, zero being the worst. Out of 10 Scooby Snacks, you can give it any weird decimal rating you want to. I'll go first, then Kaylee, to give you some time to think. We're going to give a nostalgia rating if you remember seeing it as a kid. If you don't remember... It is a kid. You don't have to give it a nostalgia rating. I'm going to give this nostalgia rating a very solid. I'm going to give it a 9.2 Scooby Ooh, Snacks out of 10 for nostalgia. Yeah, I'm going to give it because I just really remember. I remember exactly where I watched it. And I'm looking there because it was upstairs. We're in our basement right now. And I remember exactly where I watched it. I remember I watched this movie several times. And it, just the atmosphere, even knowing, like, I wish I didn't know who it was. So obviously, but other than that, as a kid, I didn't. And for that, it made it so much better. Even And as an adult, going to my current ranking, there were a lot of funny moments, like when Shaggy and Scooby love macadamia nut pie, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden everyone loves macadamia nuts, that you can just make fun of. And it was an enjoyable watch that we sat through. And you know, we took notes, and just we were laughing really hard taking notes. And so because of that, I'm going to have to demote it a bit because I knew who the villain was which made it a bit less enjoyable. What? But I'm not going to demote it much. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 for my current ranking because I really like... Is, is that you're the best one that you've No, watched? but I really like this movie. Oh uh, and I can't tell you a tangible reason why I like it other than just the little things add up for me. And maybe my nostalgia creeps in a bit to my current day watching, but I think it just was a really fun watch to go through. And as a background show, like you were saying, Kaylee, it really works. So what are your two rankings? Wow, I was not expecting you to yeah. give it that high of a ranking. That was, yeah. that was a shocker. Um, <laughs> my nostalgia ranking, I'll give it, I'll say 8 out of 10. Because I, too, I remember watching it a lot. I remember having the DVD and, like, sitting in the living room watching it with my brothers all the time. And So good memories. 8 out of 10. That's a solid, solid number. Uh, current day. This is getting so tricky because I'm trying to, like, remember what rankings I've given other things so I can, like, put it in the right spot <laughs> out of yeah, 10. There's no chance that you can remember that, though, because I don't. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to clip these out after we do, for those listening to this point, we're going to do 20 episodes of the of a pod named Scooby-Doo and then call it quits. And then over the next, like, three months, I'll have, like, so many social media little clips. And I'm definitely going to do like all of Kaylee's rankings and each one you're after like the first three on each one. I remember you're like, Ooh, I have to remember what I did for that one. Ooh, I don't remember. Ooh. And then you're just going to constantly be putting them lower, but you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick with my same rating. I'm going to say eight out, eight out of 10. Wow. Um, I really liked it. Um, same as I did before. I'm not going to rank it higher because there's a lot, uh, a lot of Scooby things that are better than this, I think. And, but there's definitely some that are a lot worse. And this one is entertaining. It's funny. There's some interesting moments. So, 8 out of 10. And David, I, you don't have to give it a nostalgic ring if you don't remember it. 
So your current day ranking, any decimal point you want out of 10 Scooby snacks, let's hear your ranking and why. I didn't think about decimals. <laughs> um, so I think the plot is too generic. And that kind of, that's my least favorite thing about this movie. Cause you know, the, I think the atmosphere is amazing but then the plot is just a simple plot. And I didn't like the robots. Manu was, eh, too, you know, it's too generic. <laughs> I like Manu. Okay. <laughs> uh, little Jimmy was pretty good though. And I think I'm going to give it a seven. Seven I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know about decimals. Let's just call it a seven. Um, That's still high. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's fun. But, you know, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's definitely, you should definitely watch it. And it's got, it's funny. Yeah. It's fun. Even, even like we were laughing a lot, a lot at the movie, but there are joke. we were laughing with the movie a few times. It's funny. Like the macadamia, I think they want you to laugh at the macadamia nuts. And it was funny. And scooby there was a limbo contest and he dug the earth to go under the limbo and nobody like seemed to realize that that's bullshit that should not count (laughs) i'm realizing right now because we watched scooby doing the reluctant werewolf where they travel in he has like a monster truck and kaylee do you remember the scene where he goes drake digs under yeah that's the exact thing that happened in this movie Mm -hmm. with scooby so i was a little like what well, I'm just realizing we used animation. Yeah, they just reused the same uh same trick that's I guess Scooby can now he's a fast digger though. Gotta give him props. Mm-hmm. So your final ranking is gonna be a seven out of ten Scooby snacks. Pretty good. I think that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. David, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. Yes. I will see you immediately after we stop recording as we live together. But it was very nice to watch a Scooby Doo movie with you. And yeah, thank you for doing it. You're welcome. Kaylee, <laughs> let's hit him with the outro. Rut row. Looks like we're all out of time. Uh, sorry once again to my Clavito Valentino. We couldn't have him on. But we'll see him next time on a pod named Scooby-Doo.